so uh Tom's on a hangover. Welcome to Theo Bourbon Podcast. Roll the metal. Roll the metal. <laughs> so welcome everyone to Theo Bourbon, where we sip on the nectar of God whilst talking about God, even though I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that is sipping on the nectar. Oh, Excuse no. Me? The nectar of he God is water. has something. Looks like green tea. Looks like green tea. But it's not but, green tea. Uh, Speaking of uh, who we're talking about, as I said in the beginning, Tom's on a hangover, but I sure am. Tom, it finally happened. We finally <laughs> got him on here. We did it. He's here. Who's here, Tom? It's Dr. Caleb Nornor. Oh, gosh. The man, <laughs> the myth, the legend is here. The Reverend Dr. William Caleb Norris. Oh, gosh. No, no, <laughs> nobody call me a doctor now. Twitter lost their crap. On oh, that was so ago. funny. <laughs> People got so weird about that. Me, uh, literally a junior in my undergrad at a, in a worship arts program <laughs> being flamed. <laughs> literally me making $12 an hour. <laughs> Someone, somewhere. How dare you impersonate a PhD? Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Oh god. Well, welcome Caleb. We're so glad to have you on here finally. We like just awesome. We said we were going to have you on here like a year and a half ago and then we weren't even on here like for half a year because <laughs> now we're super happen, back so. though, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we got our comeback. Yeah, we have like seven different people asking us to be on here, and I'm like, do we even have seven listeners? Like, (laughs) it might be the seven of them. That's exciting. Just be the seven of them. Yeah, Yeah, we're we're just talking to each other. Maybe we're all just hanging out. Maybe this is just a long, drawn out, singular conversation. The the Venn diagram is just a circle at this point. Oh gosh, uh, it's it's so good to be here with you guys. You two are, are some of my favorite people of all time. So thank you for you, having me. Oh, I'm so happy about it. Um, but yeah, we were just gonna. Well, first, uh, Caleb, what are you drinking? So I did go. Tom is right. This is a green tea lemonade, but yeah. it's spiked. Hey, yeah, no, I don't good. do no dark liquor. So I, uh, oh, yeah, but I did. True. Did spike it just a little bit for this podcast? So. Well, good. I did. Uh, we did recall on a couple of podcasts ago. Well, it might have been a little while ago. How uh, I was the only one who drank the hard dark liquor that one time we hung out, and it was wild because uh, y'all were on just white claws, and I was on yeah, like that, my. That, f- that was super embarrassing. Yeah, I want to. I want to f- apologize for that entire <laughs> period of my life. Uh, just, I'm coming forward to say that was uh, a bad call. So, you know. Well, I have no I, regrets. I, there's no, yeah. I, I will, I have no regrets. We, but I will say this Tom and I polished off like, I probably, I want to say like a 16 pack of white claws or something. Oh, like it was that. a lot. It was a lot. But I was on my fourth, bo- I was on my fourth glass of old granddad. But so. to be fair, you were also throwing up like, not even yeah, like before midnight. We were talking like ten thirty. You were already puking. Correct. You <laughs> were far more inebriated than we got, and I'm pretty sure it was like a school night too. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, we had sure we had we like had like chapel Tuesday. the next day. <laughs> I think y'all might be right. Um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. This was this was a pre-chapel uh, bender. Uh, I mean, who who in our 
And our sphere, though, didn't show up to chapel hungover at least once or twice. Oh, man. I still think about one time. It was right before the first chapel of senior year. And I went over to Matthew Perch's apartment. And we just drank Buffalo Trace until both of us (laughs) were unable to see. I slept on his floor. (laughs) I got up at 6 o'clock, walked my ass back to my dorm, and we never discussed it again. (laughs) It was... (laughs) Because the night started, we're like, hey, we're going to talk about our summer. We're going to share some stories. But, like, we never uh-huh. shared stories. I think at one point, we compared dick sizes. It was very fun. It was a very fun <laughs> night. It was a very normal night. I should have been there. Damn it. Yeah, it's too bad. I mean, you, you, you but gotta, you, you, know you, you know you lost to the you, you always lose to the Everyone loses wins. to the Speaking of him, he's, he, he's also somebody we got to get on we, here. Because we, 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 we will. We will talk about that night. So he, he's he's also uh, he also knows way more about all the SBC drama than any of us yep. because he he goes deep into all of it. So I'm I'm interested yep. to hear what his takes are as well. But I need you to know, last night I um I tried I tried some really good stuff. So for one thing, I had the the high proof 101 proof wild turkey, which is amazing. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, that, that rocks. As does uh, 1792. I've not tried it before. Mm-hmm. Have you had it? Yeah, uh, wild turkey is Matthew McConaughey shit. Like he he goes there and like goes and tests the bourbons sometimes. It's no, he doesn't. The thing is, I had, I had never had wild turkey until last week. Yeah, and, and our what will be our next episode? We recorded that earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I I got a bottle of wild turkey and I like it so much and it's so cheap. Yeah, it's super good. Love yeah, it. Love that. Yeah, I want to circle back though to Matthew Pertz. <laughs> We all do. Matthew, if you're listening to this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, um, I do love Pertz, though. I've never, I, I've seen him in person, like, like once or twice. But um, my only connection with him is me just liking every single thing that comes out of his account. Mm-hmm. Um, both private and, like, real account. And yeah. I just, I adore him. Did we just out him as I, I think oh, we, we, yeah. we've doxed him, like, three times in this video. It's chill. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, that's the good news. Remember, the only people who listen to the podcast are the people who already know. So exactly, Venn diagram, (laughs) the Venn diagram, small man. Well, uh, Tom, as we said, he's uh, he's drinking water because he's on a hangover. So sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. See, I'm still not a like hard hangover. That's still uh, poor Rachel sleeping behind me right now. Uh, So she's doing worse than I am. I'm more just like dehydrated and like, do I want brown liquor today? No, you know what I mean. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> well, I am drinking what I did last week, which is a Kentucky coffee. As you should. Um, it's good stuff. Very good. It's the good stuff. And uh, my my father-in-law got me this a couple of Christmases ago. Um, and it's the Woodford Reserve, but it has my name on it. It says Chelton Christmas. Oh, that rocks. 2022. Or 2020. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, that bangs. Good, good little thing. So... Well, um, today, while we um, just talk and sip, Caleb, we wanted to just just get inside your brain and talk about where you came from. You can be as open or as docs as you want to be. We'll we'll enter some little. Uh, we'll we'll bleep some stuff out if we need to. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, what's the cursing policy on this? Podcast? Oh, we don't have one. As much as <laughs> you want. Every uh, episode yeah. has an e next to it. So 
you're Perfect. good. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just wanted to talk about where you came from, where you're at now. Um, ask you some questions, just uh, just 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 to know you, man, because people need to know. We did you. tease you're the... that you're a non-trinitarian, though, so that did yeah. happen. Oh we gosh, not the non-trinitarian. <laughs> 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 not the not the oneness. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah, I'm gonna be speaking in tongues by the end of this podcast. <laughs> goodness. Well, it's thank you guys for having me. I I, I guess it's it's really cool. I guess when seeing like your friends like still at the still at the table like talking about this stuff is is I feel like just very encouraging to me in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm gonna do my very best not to speak in like Christianese this entire time and or use my youth pastor voice. Uh, that's that's have... such a good thing to deprogram yourself from it. Be real, about <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, love that. <laughs> like that's gotta... why I mean that's why I'm one of the most like boring monotoned worship leaders in the world because I just locked out all of that crap. See, when it comes to like leading a worship set, <laughs> my my like whole opinion, and I. I am not of the opinion that like, oh my gosh, like all worship is like deep emotional manipulate. It's like, okay, all art, like let's just like put a pen in this. All art is attempting to evoke a feeling from you yeah. or a general takeaway. I'm okay. fully convinced of this. I was just on another podcast talking about this. Like, what do you think about emotional manipulation worship? And I was like, I mean, sometimes music is just good. Like, I don't have to tell you about that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just a good time and you get into it. Yeah. Like, that's really all Correct. I got. And <laughs> I think like, if if something doesn't move you emotionally, then it's not. No, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say it's not worship if it doesn't move you emotionally, but I don't think that's generally correct. But I think like my whole perspective on it is when people are like, oh, my gosh, like <laughs> they dim the lights. Like, that's all. And I'm like, OK, well, like we're all manipulating. If that's if that is uh-huh. your hot take, Got we are all machine. manipulating everybody at all times. Um, yeah. But no, um, where do, where do I start? I mean, where do you guys want me to start? Uh, your gay awakening. My gay awakening. Gay. That's where we're fucking starting. <laughs> no, just kidding. Oh gosh. <laughs> I was um, only thinking about it. I was only thinking about it because uh, you know how everyone just now like knows who Jamie Campbell Bauer is. Yes. Who, as Vecna in Stranger Things, and I'm like, man, I that was my bi awakening back in 2007 with him singing Joanna on Sweeney Todd. Man, that's that's a long time coming, y'all. Two things that I've never seen because I am Pentecostal. <laughs> and Stranger Things. <laughs> well, you're really gonna hate our next episode. It is oh, yeah, straight, yeah, right. straight it, up about Satan. It's straight up about. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, um, yeah. How about that? Start, start with your, your just your Pentecostal background. Like, Pen- what did that we look like? we've, already, we've already hit Pentecostal and gay. So I mean, let's hear about it. Yeah. So I mean, let's. So here's what I, I guess I can sort of like interweave like my my gr- growing up and like evangelicalism like pentecostalism and also like my my like sexual discoveries if you will um so yeah i grew up so my parents um have always been ministers um later on they, they've been assistant pastors before um in uh, like the pentecostal church um so like my earliest my earliest memories are from like being in church because we were at church like four or five days a week, right? There was always something happening. And I loved it. Mm. 
I loved it. I loved everything about, I think, like church and Pentecost. And I loved the running the aisles and I loved the music. And like my parents were, my dad is a phenomenal singer and my mom is a fantastic musician. Mm -hmm. Um, She played bass and drums. Nice. Um, Come on, female drummer. Um, Heck yeah. Love that. And so we were like, so we were like at, at church, we were like some of the cool kids because our parents were like in, like they were in the music ministry, you know? So like, there was like a hierarchy of kids and like, of course. you know, my parents were, I mean, they were, they were, we, we were there with them. Um, so, so yeah, that was, those are some of my earliest memories. Some of my other earliest memories are like being aware that men exist. And I remember there was a, I think it was an usher, a who, whomst I won't say, but he was only like <laughs> 24, 25, um, and was just super handsome. And then when I was in kindergarten, I had this friend, I think his name was like Zach or something, blonde haired, blue eyed, like we were both four and I thought he could do no wrong. Good old Hitler okay. youth type. I love it. Oh yeah, I was yes, I'm. <laughs> I was recruiting for the no. That's horrible. Jojo I, Rabbit ass motherfucker. Love it. <laughs> um, those are some of my like earliest memories of both like church and then like also like boys, mm-hmm. and then you become very quickly aware that like people are not down with like the second part, the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so yeah. That that those are some of my earliest memories, I guess. But growing up was honestly like up until up until I was like eleven, like life was perfect. I yeah. lived my life in perfect guilt um, all the time. <laughs> um, Pentecostal guilt What's is just about? you gotta get I mean, that godless sorrow. Listen, Pentecostal guilt is very different because there's no like. <laughs> And I don't, I'm not going to, I don't want to drag all Pentecostals because this isn't, this is like 90% of them, but there's such an anti-intellectualism mm-hmm. that goes with Pentecost. Interesting. So like Catholic guilt, it's like, makes sense. Like, I get it. Like, that's your thing. I get it. SBC guilt. It's like, you know what? Like, I even understand that. Pentecostal guilt is just like, how dare you? <laughs> Tell us more. I want to hear more about this. Like Pentecostal guilt, there's no rhyme or reason to like any of it, right? Like we can, you can make anything virtually like a sin, like going to an Applebee's where they serve alcohol. Like how fucking dare you? Even if you're just going to get some wings. How 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 did God? Yeah, I mean, there was face. We could. Yeah, face cards. Like a deck of cards. What are you talking about? Can't play with cards, right? Because it leads to gambling. (laughs) <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Wait, what? So the, no, you s- no go fish. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yeah, no. There were. I mean, my family wasn't that strict, but like a lot of Pentecostals okay, cool. were like no cards, like period. No, yeah. Because- in the in the cult that I was in, we weren't allowed to play with face cards at the church because if church members saw us, they might have thought we were gambling. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and so that was a big one because it's like don't. It, and then everybody uses like the. Don't let your like good be evil spoken of, which is just, which is just like a like the patch all for like I just I just want to you to never have fun. Okay, you just made up a Bible verse right there. 
<laughs> no, that's okay. No, that's a Bible verse. I mean, that, like the the concept. Like, I feel like the concept of it is very Pauline, but like the way you phrased it was just like that's a new Bible verse right there. I'm I'm a I'm a big paraphraser. I'm a big picture kind of guy. No, I, I I really I really like the way you phrase. I gotta look. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google. Don't let your good be evil spoken of. I'm I'm fairly confident that I'm quoting that. I think that's Peter. Holy shit! That is in the Bible. I think it's Peter, Fuck. ain't it? No, it's Romans. Listen, Romans. Okay. I brought my sword this morning. I can point you to chapter that, and That's literally Romans fourteen sixteen. Wow, I'm I'm just yeah. being a jerk right now. Yeah, this is yeah y'all win y'all win this one. <laughs> no, yeah, that's the whole that's the whole be above reproach thing. Like, yeah, don't do, don't do anything that leads to anything because then somebody could say that you're doing the thing. Yeah, it's like the Billy Graham rule. So it's mm-hmm. similar to the Billy Graham rule, where it's like don't let your so like and what it, what it all centers around is like. Everybody at the church at all times is going to assume that you're doing wrong and they're going to go and tell people about it. Mm, so if so you don't culture. want everybody... Yes. Oh, 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 yes. Everybody, everybody's a snitch on everybody because it makes, it makes you the holier person, right? But they're, ju- they're just sharing prayer requests, babe. Oh, God. Listen, it's... It is... So, it's... I mean, it's, it's crazy. So, we... <clears throat> Gosh, what were we originally? What was the original? I'm too ADHD. Talking about pen, pen, being Pentecostal. Yeah, being, being Pentecostal, Pentecostal. slash be, being gay. But like, we can just talk Pentecostal okay. and talk gay later. So like, Pentecostalism do. is known for like its anti-intellectualism. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I remember being in this thing called WIT, and WIT stands for Warriors in Training. So like very early on, and this is this is all like post like 9-11, like right after 9-11, very early on, I just remembered being like heavily indoctrinated with this like everybody's gonna hate you for being a Christian. And Good. we are and realistically, it's like, no, everybody hates you just because we suck. Like <laughs> we are not nice people. Um, <laughs> but everybody's gonna hate you and you have to fight. You have to fight like day and night. You have to, and so, so there's all of these parables to like battles, like constantly. Anyways, I, I guess so. My version of Pentecostalism. I grew up in the United Pentecostal Church International. It is one of the largest Pentecostal organizations. I think second only to like either Kojic or PAW. Um, and we okay, had I, I know a, Kojic Church of God in Christ, but I don't know PNW. What's that one? Pentecostal. Pentecostals as- Pentecostal assemblies worldwide. Yeah. That sounds like a P-A-W. Okay. Pentecostal yeah. assemblies worldwide. Cool. Is that like assemblies of God, or is that like a totally different thing? <laughs> no, it's it's a totally different thing. Okay. Um, so that's actually, I, to my understanding, that's actually the first Pentecostal organization ever. And so my hmm. my organization actually split off primarily because PAW was founded by like all black people. And most of the founders of like my version of the Pentecostalism that I grew up with were pretty fucking racist. Yeah, like how how racially diverse uh, was your like church growing up? So my church, like if you if like yeah. looking back, I thought it was super diverse. It was mm-hmm. not diverse. It was primarily white people. For for and- those of the for those of listeners who are only listening and not watching the video, please explain why that's important. That we're talking about this. 
Oh, oh, I'm, I'm because I'm black. So there you go. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Either I, of us I, said it would have been wrong. To, Thank you for saying that. I, yeah, <laughs> I forgot to, I forgot to introduce myself like that. Yes, I am a black man, a, a gay black Pentecostal man, which is all sorts of tr- contradictions. But um, it's a super fun combo. It is. Oh, <laughs> for sure. It's very niche. It's it's a very niche like lived experience. Um, and so so my parents, we went to a church up until I was 12 um, called PA, Pentecostal Assemblies. And then we and then it changed its name to the Church Triumphant and TCT. It's a pretty cool we, name. We love our our acronyms and Pentecost. Um, that, and that's how you know that you've made it as a preacher was when people call you by the first two initials and your last name. So like that, that's how you know that you've made mm. it in Pentecost. So like I, I used to want to be called like WC Norris. Oh, that rocks. I, I was, I, I think it, I think it absolutely fucks. I, I love it. <laughs> um, it does. I mean, when I start publishing books, like let me get three in and I'm going to just change everything to WC Norris. Like. I'm I'm not I'm not kidding, but so, someday uh, hopefully, so, hopefully about J.K. Doctor Rowling really. I said hopefully one day Doctor really will be in front of that because period Dr. it will WC be one Norris. day that rocks. Um, but so it's this like whole thing. So we went to this this one church for the first twelve years of my life, and then we my parents went to. Then we went to this one like all historically black church. And that's when, I think that's when you, like the, I think the foundation started to crack some for me Mm. because you're brought up this, like this whole, your whole life hearing like, this is, this is like the, the, like, this is what holiness is and this is what the love of God is. And then you go and you, you see how people who look completely different from you that are not following the rules that you follow, like have the same experience. Then you're, so then you're comparing them. Right. So I think one of the, one of the things that I'm thankful that my parents did is that they exposed us to a lot of different, just through their ministry, they exposed us to a lot of different, like, um, like church cultures and that kind of things or, or that kind of stuff. So then my parents went and they were like assistant pastors at this, like, I, I don't want to call it. Well, they were they were pastors at a church in a in like one of the richest parts of the state, um, assistant pastors that is, or they they helped you know assist our pastor and um, so they started a church plant when I was like thirteen there, and then by the time we hit sixteen, my parents had come to this conclusion like our kids need to be um, in a church with like a youth group because they really really need to be connected with like a good godly group of people. I felt like it was primarily because like at this point, my older sister was like acting out and I was like coming to the realization that like I was gay and they um, did not, even want, if I, not know what to do. with And that. they were like, Oh God, Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> anything but that. And so they pulled us out of that church. And then we started going to this, this other church and I loved it. Okay. Mm. This is when I like, sink my teeth <coughs> into Pentecost. Mm. Okay. This is what I'm just like, I am a Pentecostal. I am not ashamed. Read the book of Acts. We are still the same. <laughs> um, that is a, that's a little verse from this, from this song that we used to sing called I'm the Pentecostal. But, um, but yeah, so then. It's interesting. So y'all are really like, so the, the like identity of Pentecostal 
is super important to uh, those who are oh. within Pentecostalism. So instead yes. of instead of I am a C, I am a C H, I am a C H R I S, it's I am a P, I am a P E, I am a P E N. We T, did, yeah. yeah, we did have our own version of that. <laughs> I am. <laughs> we did have our own version of that. Um, I think yes. So so Pentecostalism, like as a whole, it's very identity focused, and it's very. At least when you're, our version was like apostolic Pentecostal. So like we believed ourselves to like follow, to be following the teachings of the apostles. Um, And so there is a very, very, very strict identity of this is apostolic and this is not right. So there's like this whole list. I mean, there are books of rules of things that like now I can read through and just sort of like laugh at. And I'm like, I think you gave me one of those books. I did. It's on being. It's no. It's the the hand. Excuse me. It's the hand pocket book of doctrines yep. by Doctor David K. Bernard. Yep, I've got it on my bookshelf in there. D. K. Bernard. David K. Bernard. Yes. So what is what? What's in it? <laughs> like I, I need to know so much more. Just the worst shit that you've ever heard. Of. <laughs> you, want, you want you want me to go get it so I can read some stuff? Yes, please. Oh God. So one of the one of the major themes is is that like salvation comes through basically like a three part like a three part uh like little formula a trinity of formulas okay okay but <laughs> that trinity shit what did we talk about oh, okay. shit yeah sorry about that <laughs> ain't no <laughs> trinity up here the oneness <laughs> we don't do that anymore so okay. so I mean so that that's a that's a big uh d- 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 like defining um. That's a big defining thing for us. What are like the three things? The, so would, a, a handbook of basic doctrines, a compilation of scriptural references by David K. Bernard. So the, one of the biggest things is going to be the oneness of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And like, like there's no three, all three are one. So we never say the father, we never say things like in the name of the father and of the son and, the, and of the Holy Spirit. If we're reading over scripture that says that, we will correct scripture and say in the name of Jesus. Okay. Whoa. So like you can never you can never display like like most churches won't display three crosses, even though that's like like historically and biblically accurate. The the thieves on the cross. What? Yeah, they'll just do one cross because they don't want they don't want threes anywhere because it makes mention of like the Trinity, right? So now, okay, now we're just like erasing past church history. That's so interesting. That's wild. Oh, and but it's all done up under the guise of we have the truth mm. because God has revealed it to us, and everybody else just isn't there yet. Okay. Huh. So that's that's well, the first one is the oneness versus the Trinity, and we are very oneness focused. And I have been trained my entire I've I've I've, I've been like, what do you what do you call it? I've been like groomed, conditioned, conditioned, whatever you want to say. To I could right now debate what the oneness theology with both of you, and probably what both of your asses here. Okay, see, see here's and, the deal. Like I'm just at a place of not really caring. So like you could you could destroy me very quickly, but like, uh, yeah, I am in that boat where it's like I don't really give. See, a the, shit, the Catholic like. answer is it was decided sixteen hundred years ago, so we just kind of go with it now. Well, in it's the way in the east in the Eastern Orthodoxy, we would say if it was in the Council, it was in the Bible, it was in the Jesus. So there it is. The, uh, 
Yeah. So we we're very much oneness. Number two, the formula for salvation is this: repenting, being baptized in the name of Jesus. Baptism in Jesus' name, not in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. If you are baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, it doesn't count. Yeah, because your baptism doesn't count in uh, Catholicism because you have to prove that you're baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, because yeah, I had to send, when I got confirmed, I had to send the certificate that I got from the Lutheran church I grew up at. Because they couldn't prove it for an evangelical church because they're just like, y'all's no theology way. isn't, you don't have systematic theology. So how could you prove that you're baptized in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit? Like, okay, cool. So I went back to the church that I was um, baptized at when I was like two years old because um, my parents were a little late in the infant baptism thing. But, you know, we got around. Um, and basically they <laughs> sent a message saying I was in fact baptized. And they're like, okay, cool. Awesome. It's in some computer somewhere at the Vatican. I'm completely serious right now. Baptism is just one of those things that nobody can agree on. Like, people know it's probably important unless you're a Sally, but. I mean, Baptists and Presbyterians would probably be exactly the same if it wasn't for Presbyterians thinking that babies could be baptized. That like, that's so literally one of the only correct. differences. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> So, so we were very staunchly on the like baptism in Jesus' name only, right? So, so we got we got oneness. We got baptism baptism in Jesus' name. What else we got? Yes, and then we've got you have the Holy Ghost, or we would say that the evidence of the Holy Ghost, and we say Holy Ghost, not Holy Spirit, because we're keeping it OG. Um, <laughs> That's fair. That's we would cool. say. Um, you receive the, the gift of the Holy Ghost when you speak in tongues, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the only that's the only evidence of it, right? So um, until you have done that, like you haven't, like you're not saved. You don't have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Um, so hmm. did they believe that, uh, what was his name? Who's the guy that did Minnie the Moocher? I have no idea what you're talking about. Moocher? Cat something? I hardly know. Him. Well, he was so, he was one of the best scat artists that's ever lived. So did, was he? I guess that's the evidence of his salvation. So the, and that's where it starts to it crumble. <laughs> that's where it starts to crumble is because it's like it's one of those things where it's like okay, well, people didn't really start speaking in tongues again until like I think it's like 1904, 1906 at the Azusa Cab Street Bible. Sorry, not Cab 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 Calloway. Yeah. So. I it like the the theology starts to crumble very very quickly. Interesting. And so that's why because then you have to start so if that's the formula then it's like okay so then heaven is very small then, right? Like like ain't nobody mm-hmm. up in that bitch. Yep. Only yeah. 144,000. That's what revelation says. So yeah. Good so he- right there. <laughs> I not the JWs. Um, That's a whole other conversation. I had some. I had some Calvinist Baptist friends back at Boyce that said that they believed that it was only one hundred forty-four thousand. It's even the fucking that, point, though. The odds are at that point, and you think you're making it? The confidence <laughs> of people. Yeah, I, I, why, why not be a dirty, ragged sinner, just <clears throat> consigned to the fact you're not going to make it into heaven and uh, sex, drugs, rock and roll? You know, have some fun. I don't know. That's my whole thing. If only 144,000 people are making it, do you understand the odds on that shit? (laughs) Of the more than however many trillions, billions of people that have ever existed? Correct. That's my thing. That's about 100 billion people. It's like, I mean, you're talking like 
what, 0.01%, 0 0.001%, something like that. Hardly even a percent. And you think you're making it? Like, get the fuck out of here. Um, So, yeah, um, oneness, (laughs) anti-intellectualism is a huge one. Um, We talked about receiving the Holy Ghost. Um, Oh, and then, so then my version was, like, leadership and, like, Leadership is like, oh, like you, like it is a huge thing. Like that man has to be respected. Interesting. Um, like it's, I mean, you, if you're going to buy a car, you run it by your pastor first. If you're, if you're a student, you run your college choice by, by your pastor. Like any major life decisions you, you run by your pastor because you need his like approval because you're up under his authority. Right. Wow. So so then there was all of this stuff um, where there's like, so there are like spiritual generals and these people hear from God better than the rest of us. Interesting. And so like, it's very, if we're being honest, it's very like the longer I think about it, the more it, it honestly kind of like resembles witchcraft. If we're being honest, where, where like a lot of people. Ooh. So like I had, I had this mentor who, um, who <clears throat> mentored me from like the time I was like 10 up until like 22. And this person was, like there, there was nobody like higher than him and like our and like our organization, right? Like, um, but he wasn't a part of an organization because he was he was called by God, so he kind of bounced between all of these other ones. And he could say and do, in essence, because he was like a general, and like there was no, um, he didn't have like a pastor or anything like that. He could say and basically do anything that you wanted. And so, like looking back, it's very it honestly resembles. Honestly, just like very witchy vibes, and interesting. It's like I mean, and they would never, they would never admit to to that, right? But like, there were great men of God, and like I, like I'm gonna put a pin in this and say like I believe in Pentecost like as an experience. I don't believe that it's a prereq to like get anywhere. Um, mm. But I, I will say like I believe like I believe in the Pentecostal experience. Do I think that it happens like every single day and like every everybody should just be able to speak in mm-hmm. tongues on demand? No, I don't believe in that. But like there are probably I can point in to like three or four moments in my life where I was like, okay, that was a hundred percent not me. Like that was one hundred percent like a out of like a, a heavenly experience. Um but all of that to say that Pentecostalism as I know it now. I feel like resembles witchcraft um, in a lot of ways. So, like, one of them was there was this powerful, powerful preacher who I got to work at the church that, that he was from. He had, he had passed on now. And people would, like, hold on to his ties. Hmm. And they would pray, like, with his ties. And they would, like, anoint, like, a piece of cloth from, like, that tie and, like, send it to somebody that was, like, ailing and sick after they had, like, prayed over it together. That's or just, like, relic would, shit. Like, like that, that's well, also very also very Catholic of y'all. Great job. You did it. Yeah, came back. or they would, they would, like, put... They would give you, like, a bag of salt for, like, a salt covenant, and you're supposed to, like, sprinkle it on land to, like, break Okay, go back to what is a salt kind of covenant. I don't even know what that is. So <laughs> I believe it's the prophet Elijah gives salt to somebody to make the water sweet. So the water is bad... And he gives a bag, he prays over a bag of salt and he gives it to this person and they put it in the water and then the water is drinkable. And they, they call it like, like the water is sweet. Um, 
and so um we like interpret that as like a physical manifestation of like breaking the curse of like the enemy so like you can have salt covenants and like you like it's primarily for like land and that kind of stuff but like if you think about it this is all it's all very like witchy yeah that's just just straight up a spell right there yeah it's like it's all very like but but they nobody would ever and i've never said that to my parents i've never said that to any of my friends at pentecost because i think that would like throw them for a loop but like yeah it feels very it feels very very witchy um but yeah i think so my my experience was like so i started knowing that i was gay honestly probably from kindergarten um Mm. And then you just, like, put all of that stuff away, right? You're like, oh, that, like, we're just not going to think about that. Um, and then, like, your mom is, like, picking out, like, underwear for you in the underwear aisle. And you're, like, looking around like, oh, how are we doing? And, and then it was, like, elementary school. Elementary school is, like, fine. And then, like, once everybody starts hitting puberty, then you're like, oh, fuck. There's no going back oh, now. fuck. Yep. This is... Mayday. This is May day. This is bad. <laughs> and so I like middle school. Middle school was when it was like, okay, like this is a thing. Let's just like not talk about or this is a phase. This is a phase, you know. Like, out everybody it. Yeah. goes through this phase. Yeah. And then I want to think. So like I'm but at this point, I'm going up to the altar every single time from like the time I was like eleven or twelve. Every single time yeah. trying to get so like, you like very life. much intellectualize this as like this is your sin struggle. This is your yes, yeah. I, I it, it's very much and so like you do this thing and this is why I really don't like I don't like how like healing and deliverance was like presented to us. Like I am much more of a healing as like a process because mm-hmm. if yeah. it wasn't, it would be a miracle. And like yeah. I hate to, I don't want to. Th- my my perspective is is I. I don't want to say that miracles are cheap because miracles serve their purpose, but miracles take all of the work and progression out of like, out of the possibility, out of the realm of possibility, like of God. And I think Mm. that long miracles that happen are far more like engaging, at least like my soul than like an instant miracle. Right. Not, not saying that we have to earn it, not saying that we have to work for it, but I think, when I look at areas of my life where it was like, God, why couldn't that just be like fixed and perfect? It's like, yep, I'm I, it, it. I don't know. Like I, the, the the process, I feel like has helped me come to new conclusions of like empathy and love mm-hmm. for people yeah. and like all this other kind of stuff. So yeah. it's awesome. So yeah, I'm I'm like I'm like twelve, and every single service I'm going up and begging begging god to like not be gay and i hit this point where i was like i was 16 and i had kind of like in my brain just concluded like i'm gonna always be gay and i don't think i can fix this so like i'm not one of the people that god loves so Mm. like i'm just gonna kind of do my own thing and my parents i i don't want to say they tricked me because they didn't trick me but i ended up going to this thing called north american youth congress and i went there very much like I'm never going to be free. And I would say that I had like a Saul to Paul, like conversion moment where it was like, no matter what happens in my life, no matter where I am, no matter what I am, 
like I dedicate my, I, I don't want to say my, I, I dedicate my like essence to mm. like the cause of Christ. Mm. And they sang my favorite worship song. My favorite worship song ever is, is this song called more and more by BJ Putnam and Israel Houghton. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the lyrics are so simple. It's like, all we want and all we need is found in Jesus. And all we ask is more of you. Because nothing, nothing else can satisfy our heart's desire. All we want is you. And then the, the pre-chorus is, for the Lord is good and his love endures. Yes, the Lord is good forever. And mm-hmm. I, can, I can remember being so angry, like walking into that service and thinking like, how could God, how could I be this like, I mean, I was prophesied over since I was four consistently that I was going to bring that I was going to preach to the nations one day and I was going to tell them about the goodness of God and so I've kind of felt like this Harry Potter like chosen one if you will Mm. Um, Mm. especially since I was a lot more spiritually inclined than a lot of other people and I don't say that to be like I'm amazing I think there are people that are literally just spiritually inclined people this is um, what they're into yeah that that like really connect with like the idea of god and i was one of those and so i went into that church service like really frustrated i had just like my parents had just come to this conclusion that i was that i was struggling with homosexuality i'm going to counseling at this point for it i am like self-loathing i'm not allowed access to social media or any of that kind of stuff and i'd really just like walked into this like another church service like like sounds good and i can't remember if it was the worship leader or if it was the the speaker that night that said um and i i have the i have the audio that said there's a young man that walked into this building tonight saying this is just another church service and i want you to know that god has the answer for you tonight and the entire message i remember was just about like Basically, like, perseverance, like, spiritual, like, fervency. And, like, Mm. no matter where God leads you, like, no matter what happens in life, like, God is, like, fundamentally good. And I laid on my, I laid on my, laid on my face that night um, for hours until they were finished cleaning out that stadium, laid on my face, just, like, prostrate before God. (laughs) And... I can say, I think that's the moment when I was like, okay, like, I think I'm a Christian now. Like, it had been, and I had always been super into it, but it was like, for me, and I don't, I don't, I don't publicly ever claim Christianity now because I think it's, it's very similar to like, it, it, it's such a bad thing in our, in our current country, if we're being honest, that it's like, I don't think that. I don't think that I don't think that Jesus Christ would claim Christianity at this point. He'd be so being, embarrassed if he found out we made a religion out of him. Oh gosh, it's just absolutely fucking horrible. Um, but like my and so like every single day I have these thoughts of like, what are you doing? Like you got to stop this. Like this is just like trauma. Like yeah. stop. But I cannot for the life of me like get away from this idea of this Jewish man that partied with prostitutes. And yep. first miracle was like, let's get fucked up on some wine. Like, <laughs> I, I cannot get over this concept. Yep. Um, I believe that there's... So that's like... So, so where I'm at right now, I would say is... 
I feel like I have swung in the complete opposite direction from how I was raised. But I think it's a lot, I'm a lot more like faithful to like truly like believing in like the essence of God yeah. and, and like who God is. Like I don't, I don't think that I've ever believed in God more. I, I always tell mm. people, especially when people are deconstructing, and I listen to your, I listen to the last episode, and people do think it's like this, like sexy, like yeah, it's like it, it's like. Listen, you were not there when I was in the corner of my freshman dorm room with my arms wrapped around my legs, <laughs> rocking back and forth because I was like, oh my gosh, Pentecostalism is fake. Oh my gosh, my entire life has been a lie. Oh my gosh. What brought you to that realization? (laughs) So it was I and this is this is one of the this is one of the things about Pentecostalism is that you are discouraged from education. Mm, So there is an anti-intellectualism like baked into it. Interesting. Because the thought process is is that the things of God don't go to those that are really smart. They come to us simple people because we're humble enough to like receive it. So you're like, so you have to be a dipshit if you want to get into heaven. So you, you can't be, yeah, you can't be. So they, they, they do rep, they reference like um, a lot of Ecclesiastes about like, don't mm-hmm. be too wise. Um, the, so like the foolish will confound the wise. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. So, so they're, they're, they're really like Pentecostals for my version of Pentecostals were really just cool with like a high school education. A lot of them were like, like had that heavy, like homeschooling stuff where they would, they would go and they would go to like a Trinitarian Catholic Christian school and they would be debating oneness, like with their like, like teachers and stuff. Interesting. In a Catholic setting. So like, this is something that like, I don't know. I I got to, so the things that I could thank my parents were number one, giving me a myriad of spiritual experiences. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I don't think that they thought. It, I don't think that it panned out the way that they thought it would. But <laughs> um, number two was them encouraging education. They did yeah. encourage education. That rocks. And so it was really, really difficult to go. So I started all that at Ohio Christian University. Rip. Um, Is it gone? And, no, it's it's. I mean, it's no. We there. we just convinced him to come to Asbury instead. Yes. I was. It, it was so funny. I was literally a camp team leader for Ohio Christian, and met the camp team at Asbury and transferred. SMT. <laughs> so SMT. SMT was like uh, Connor and it was a like Connor so, and Gary no, that would have been Laura and Zach. Oh, it was that Laura, year. Okay, Zach, uh, Jared, and um, Madison, Matt, and Madison, and Johnny yeah. Jack, and, jo- Johnny. and Johnny Jack. Solid group. Isn't isn't that a solid ass group of people? Yeah, and no oh, wonder you so won good. Transfer. Yeah, they were really good. <laughs> they were so good, and so I got to. I think I either. I think I, I led a worship set with Jonathan Jackson over a bonfire. And I, I just, it was so magical. I love, I love Jonathan Jackson. I to this adore day. him with all of my heart. And I, I don't boy. get to talk to him very often, but he's just a fantastic guy. Um, and so I was, I had this professor who was actually, um, oh gosh, what was his name? We loved Bounds. him. The, Bounds, yes. Dr. Bounds' I love roommate in college, okay? So he was the dean of, or he was like the chair of the theology department at OCU. 
And he was actually going through, he was going through a lot of his own stuff, but he was teaching worldviews and I think it was worldviews and Christian ethics or something like that. And he's the nicest, happy-go-lucky guy that I've ever met on par with John Roller. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's Catholic now, Tom. Shout out to you. How you doing? Um, and then, but he was teaching, at least I think he's Catholic. I don't actually know that for a fact. I think he Could is. Be. I don't know. Um, but, but, um, I was really starting to struggle because what I, so what I started doing, I was like, I kind of came up in the ranks of like my church and like the, the Pentecostal org, right? I started like singing at some conferences and like mm-hmm. opening for like our youth pastor. And like, I was a speaker at like this like youth event and I was traveling around with OCU. So I'm like coming up in the ranks and I start asking like naive me. I start asking like questions that are like just super pointed. It's a little right? too good. Yeah. And so yeah. as a person of, as a person of principle, and I always say this as a person of principle, I cannot, I cannot un, like once, once it has been like revealed to my brain that like, you can't go back X exists. Yep. Like you can't go back. Okay. <laughs> so I started asking. So my mentor had been this guy that I was talking about previously. Um, he had been kind of like excommunicated from our organization for no other reason other than he pissed off another big dog and went against what he said. But it comes back to like that leadership thing, right? So like if somebody in this church asked their pastor, should I do this? And he said, no. And then somebody, and then that general guy goes and tells them, yes, now there's a standoff, right? And the problem was is that he just over-trumped like an Oh gee. So we got we got a dick measuring contest now. You he pissed off like Mommy said no, but daddy said yes. He pissed yep. off like Michael Corleone in 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 like Pentecost, basically. Mm. Okay. So like you 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 messed with the wrong guy, okay? Because he is an OG in this org. Okay. Yeah. So he gets kicked out. There's a letter that goes out to everybody that that holds a, a license, which that like rarely happens. Basically, holds saying, a license. This... What does that mean? So you like a minister's license, like an ordination. Yeah, that's like a thing. Yeah, I don't, I'm learning this right now. Yeah, it's yeah. dues are like I like twelve hundred dollars a twelve hundred dollars a year, um, and then you're licensed on behalf of like a on on behalf of like a um, an organization. I just found this See, out that this is a that's thing. a little bit that's a lot of bit different than like a Southern Baptist ordination where the church can just say yeah you could be a pastor and you have like no other qualifications other than they just say yes. That's what most places Whereas do. It's literally actually, just like a, they pray over you for a day and you're like okay you're ordained uh-huh. congratulations and you just tell people you're ordained and everyone believes yeah. you. Yeah, that's what and does. then. With that, it's like, no, you have to pay us money in order to be. Yeah, it kind of sounds a little bit pyramid schemey. You just have to pay us money, then we'll, then we'll so, say, oh. So this is where the ground starts breaking out, oh, right? Shoot. From up under yeah. me, okay? Because here's what happens. So <clears throat> I had just gotten back from this. It's like the Mecca of Pentecost, this church. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you look up their YouTube, they've got a mil- like a million subscribers. What's they've it called? got millions... Please, please. It's called Pente- uh, POA, Pentecostals uh, of Alexandria. Nice. So I had just gotten back from, if you look up Waymaker, it's like the third video that has 30 million views. That that was the church that I, that I was at. Um, 
But so I had just finished working there. I was there for like four months and I had come back. And one of the things that they taught us was question everything, right? Question everything, like find, find the answer. And this is like very weird because I've never heard anybody say this before, this question everything. But most of them were very much like question everything, but also like just listen to whatever your pastor says because he's right, okay? <laughs> so we're questioning everything. The graduation comes. I did really, really well in this program. And I was the only person there whose pastor or... Uh, who's like pastor did not like come to the graduation, right? I was the only person there out of 12 people that didn't have anybody that showed up to the graduation. Mm, yeah. And this was like, you have to think, this is like in our organization at the time, it was a pretty big deal. And so it just solidified this like, don't nobody care about your ass. Like mm. they was not like, you came down here, you represented the church well, and don't nobody care. Yeah. Um, not only not only that, but we I paid like $5,000 to go there. I paid them. To, to exchange labor. Very cool. So pyramid scheming, I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Marx is shitting in his grave right now. Oh, I'm... <laughs> oh, God. It's just <clears throat> crazy. But I met, I met some amazing people. I, and here's the thing. When I'm, I can shit on the org. I'm not shitting on all of the people. Of because I, I, I think that there are a lot of amazing people. I, I will say, like, something that I think Pentecostals get right is, like, their yeah. fervency for, like, prayer. Hmm. Um, I, love, I love their, like, fervency for prayer, you know. Um, but so I get back, and I start going to Ohio Christian. So at this point in my life, I have experienced a black church, this uppity-ass white church in a rich part, um, the original Pentecostal church that I went to, this Pentecostal church now, and then like the Mecca of Pentecost, right? Yeah. I've, I've had all these experiences. Well, now I start meeting like Wesleyans. Hmm. And I really, really, really started like vibing with the Wesleyans. They're easy to vibe like, with kind of people. Okay. So like this kind of like makes sense. Like you're, and it was such a perfect bridge. Like if it was such a perfect bridge because of their holiness under the yeah. Lord, right? Yep. So it was such a perfect bridge for like like if if you believe that God orchestrated it all, I think that God was pretty pretty cool with that like that portion of <laughs> yeah. like my crossover. So I start meeting with the Wesleyans, and what what I what I start to struggle with is like so all of this happened in the matter of like six months. My grandfather passed. I had just gotten back from this church, and this minister had gotten excommunicated. And we weren't supposed to like talk to him anymore. I was in this world religions class. And so one of my friends said to me at my grandfather's or texted this to me at my grandfather's funeral, like, it's a shame he didn't have the Holy Ghost. Oh my God. And so what? My, yes. One of my really good friends texted that to me. That's and messed so up. my grandfather was like a pastor for like eight years. He read the I mean, he read the Bible in the morning, read the Bible before he went to bed. He white knuckled at an altar when he was like early 30s, put a pack of cigarettes down on the altar, never picked it up again. Like, my grandfather was like, I mean, they ran a, a pantry out of their house because this is poor rural southern Ohio, and people knew that if they needed goods that they could just go to, like, my grandparents' house. Like, my yeah. grandparents were so, you fantastic know, Christians. Just uh, pure, undefiled religion? <laughs> I, I mean, I, yeah. I will not say that my grandparents, like, they were not perfect at all, but they were... Like, when I think about what a Christian is, like, I still think of, like, yeah. 
Like I, I've witnessed my grandmother take clothing off of herself to give to somebody. Wow. Like it was just like my grandparents. I I think were just they 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 are like the the level of like I want to be that conscious of the world around me. Um, and so my grandfather had passed, and my friend was like, "It's a shame he didn't have the Holy Ghost." And I just remember texting him back, and I was like, "If my grandfather didn't make it to heaven, I know you and your family don't have a prayer. Yeah. Like Ooh. y'all are not making it. If my grandfather didn't make it." And so that happened. Um, I'm in this worldviews class, and this professor, all he's having us do is read over all of these lyrics, right? <clears throat> and this was so, oh, also my like long term like texting boyfriend that I had since like I was 17 on and off. One of us would get convicted, and we'd be like, I can't do this anymore. And then six months later, we would come back, and we would like Snapchat each other like. Mm-hmm. Kissing emojis. I mean, just like stupid shit, right? <laughs> um, but we, but by the time we hit like twenty, we kind of started like being very steady, like right. We were very consistent, and we had like curtains picked out for like the house that we wanted. Mm-hmm. We had the cars that we wanted, and it's amazing because we both have now the cars that we talked about. Uh-huh. we that. talked about the type of house that we wanted and what we wanted to name our kids. Like I, I was. I totally. loved this man. And so um, he ended up breaking up with me on my 21st birthday. That's fucked. Yeah. So that happened. And I'm in this like world religions class. And oh, like there's all of the, my grandfather had passed my, this, so this minister that got excommunicated, our church still allowed him to come and speak. And so I asked this very poignant question. And this is where the ground broke from underneath me. Let's hear it. If pastor is so big on spiritual authority and we all have to listen to him and this is what he preaches, then how is it that he goes against his spiritual authority and brings in this guy that we've been told not to speak? So Hmm. that was the thing. That was the question. That question broke the earth. Interesting. Okay. So I get berated by this minister, and and you have to you have to think I'm I'm genuinely not being facetious. You just asked the question, right? And so everybody and everybody else in leadership in the church is wanting to ask this question. I was just the stupid one that because you were just bold enough to do it. (laughs) Because I have no. Because at this point, I have no. I I at this point have met like the who's who of Pentecost, Mm -hmm. and most of them were shitty. And I'm talking people that have like known me since I was a kid that I walked up to say hello to. And they looked at me and said, black coffee, two sugars. And I was like, all right, fuck this guy. And this is like a yep. huge guy in the movement. Right. And so at this point, it's like all of the smoke and mirrors are gone. I am looking for the truest, realest version of Christianity that I can find, because mm-hmm. I don't give a flying fuck at this point about what title you have in front. Yeah, I don't care. Like, I don't care about any of that stuff because you have to think I've seen behind I've seen behind the curtain at this point. Right. See, now the bread is made. And so at this point, I'm like, I, so I asked this very poignant question, like, who like who is who like, how does this work? Mm-hmm. Right. And this minister calls me. You're never going to be used of God. Like, I repent from mentoring you all of these years. Holy like, blah, 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 blah. Wow. I mean, rakes me over the coals. Rakes me over the coals. I am sitting in my room shaking because in my mindset, this isn't just like a man. Like, right now, if he called me and said all that, I'd be like, fuck you, dude. Um, 
But like at this point in my life, I'm like a private in the army of the Lord. Yeah. Right. And this like five star general calls me to tell me that I'm worthless and that I'll never be used and that I should never question. Right. Pastor calls and basically says, like, stop asking questions. That's none of your bit. Like, basically, like, stop asking questions. Right. Mm-hmm. And then pulls me in his office and gaslights the fuck out of me. And he's like, have I hurt you in some way to, like, bring about this question? Never answers the question. Right. And so, like, looking back, this is this is nothing but, like, spiritual abuse. And yeah. um, it, it turns out that you have to, like, like people to, like, be in ministry. Who fucking knew? <laughs> Um, like who knew that if you're just like this, like, I'm not going to know as a, as Tom Mangione likes to say, um, you know, evangelicalism convinced us that we needed to like the most horrible people on earth. Yep. Oh God, it's terrible. So (laughs) we, I'm going through, I'm going through all of this stuff. And so it's like this professor that's like, why do you believe what you believe? What about the the people that have never heard of Jesus? Like, what about the people that God said, just wipe out? What about them? Are you more important than them? And he's having us read all of these song lyrics. So we're reading, like, Where is the Love by Black Eyed Peas? Imagine by, uh, by uh, oh John, God, Lennon. John Lennon. We're, we're reading through all of these lyrics. And he's try- what he's pulling at is basically, like, nihilism, right? Mm-hmm. And he's trying to get us to basically be nihilists for the remainder of this course. So that we can, so that it will, it basically tore up all of our foundations of, like, what we believed. But then it, like, basically laid, like, okay, so now that we've explained how, like, there are holes in what all of us believe, what do you believe, right? That's legit. So it was a phenomenal class. Had I not had that class, Intro to Worship Arts with John would have freaked me out. Really? Mm. Oh, my God. I would have dropped the fucking major had I just showed up to Intro to Worship. Because because the, the ground had been, because you have to think, this is like, the, this is the perfect combination for for a person like me who grew up in such a strict thinking. This is the and that's why like I, I hate to make it like a spiritual thing. I don't want to say that like it's super spiritual, but like once I mean, everything spiritual at the end of the day, you can say it. Once once I like come to the conclusion of something, mm-hmm. and I I truly believe that like God like lead has like like led me through all of those conclusions. It was like I could not ignore it. So like. My boyfriend had broken up with me. I rebounded with this guy. I downloaded Grinder for the first time. I rebounded with this guy. And we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything physical except for, like, watching The Office at, like, 1 a.m. at his house and, like, kissing, right? <laughs> That's truly the gayest but thing I, imaginable, though. It's so gay. And he had these hairless cats. But... <laughs> That, 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 that's gayer than any any physical thing you could have done. No. So I... to uh, to to quote the Squidbillies, that's the gayest thing since gay came to gay town. <laughs> Listen, I was a he wore Abercrombie and Fitch fierce, and the first time I remember the mo- I could tell you what I was wearing. I could tell you what I was standing. The first time that he kissed me, it was like I don't want to say it was my my first kiss, but it, it might as well have been because I was like, oh, I'm gay. <laughs> there was like after that there was no there was no like denying any of it i was mm-hmm. like i am a gay man this is a problem <laughs> so after <laughs> after like a couple of weeks of us hanging out once or twice a week and this man is giving me 
minimal effort. By the way, I am this a gay is, man. This is the this is a problem. Is now uh, the title of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, so this man is get, putting like no. This man is not thinking about me twice. But I am mm. like hanging by my iPhone four, waiting for a text message. Okay, and so we're hanging out a couple times a week. He ends up like breaking everything off with me. Because he was like, I'm not going back into the closet for anybody. Like, sorry about it. And oh, this shoot. is like, okay. this is the culmination of like me rocking back and forth in my room of like I, the boy that I did truly like love, um, who has a very similar story. His parents were pastors. Um, this boy that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with did it. And he said something really bad. He said something horrible to me. I'm not going to repeat it because I'll start crying, but. It was basically like, you're not worth coming out for. Like, why would I do that? Um, And then I rebounded with this guy that I was like, for the first time in my life, I am experiencing like this connection with somebody on a physical level. Um, And then the people that everything that I've known growing up is now being poked holes into by this professor on top of that, it's crumbling internally because the people that I loved and trusted are just completely raking me through the coals yeah. and telling mm-hmm. me to shut up and stay in line. On top of that, I'm dealing with the grief of my grandfather. And I like had no idea what to do. I drove home like almost in the middle of the night. I think I don't I don't think I got home to like 2 a.m. and I just like stood up with my dad. And I remember asking my dad this question. And I just broke down and I sobbed. This is like around Christmas. This is a little bit after Christmas. This is the Christmas break. Mm. And I sobbed and I was like, I don't know if God is all powerful and he knows that I'm trying so hard. Why would he make me gay? Why Mm. would he like make it like this? Yeah. Why would he make me like hate myself like this? And I remember, and my dad did not have, my dad did not know how to respond. Yeah. And that's where it's like, I truly think that both of my parents are actually super woke. Um, I think that they're afraid of like that thought process though. And so we, my dad did not know what to say and he didn't throw up some, and I'm, 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 I'm so thankful for my parents because my parents are not woke people. They do not agree with like my quote unquote lifestyle choices. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I have been hurting, my dad has probably been one of the most comforting people, like, ever. And not, he's, he's not even, like, intentionally trying to, like, make me feel better about being gay. But, like, I think there's this moment where my dad was, like, my dad could not BS it in that moment. Mm, and yeah. so he just, like, kind of cried with me. Wow. And um, from there, my New Year's resolution, I prayed this every single day for, like, until I met the essence every single day, I prayed, something's got to give, God. Something has to give. And I, 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 and, that, and I just left it at that. Something has to give. And so I go to this, I go to this uh, big conference. It's like the mecca of like getting back or of, uh, of that. It's their big annual conference, right? And I go to this conference and got time off of school and... Um, I'm there with all of my friends. And I went there saying, there's like, people have been healed out of wheelchairs at this conference. Mm. If God can do that, then God can like fix this thing for me. 
So neither I am gay and God can give me the strength to just like <clears throat> overcome and or God can like perfectly heal me. And so I was like fasting and praying for days. And I was like, this is like, I'm going to hear from God. I'm going to this conference because I have to hear from God. And I went and one of my sweet, precious mentors, whom I love, was like, Caleb, God wants you to minister this week. And so there are like eight services and I don't get prayed for one time. And I'm, if there's, and I'm just like walking through the aisles praying for people and like praying over people. And prayer is like, I think prayer is like one of my spiritual gifts. So like, it makes sense. Like I, I, I really do that. enjoy. What'd you say? Said I would echo that. I really enjoy prayer a lot. I think if at, at a minimum, like, and it's difficult from a progressive lens, like at a minimum, you're just like, it, it's soothing to like your heart to like air it out, right? Yeah. At a minimum. Um, I think there's power in prayer, but I think it, it depends on who you're talking to. But um, anyways, so I go to this conference and I, I, from the first moment that I go up to get prayed for, and he like pulls me off to the side, like, no, God wants, you have the gift of, of administration. And that doesn't mean holding a pad and a pen. That means an administrator basically sets an order like the, thing, like the things of God, right? Mm-hmm. So go and pray over people. And there are going to be things that you need to pray over them that is going to correct their thinking, right? So like speak life over people and like help correct their mm. thinking with your prayer. And so all week I'm like, honestly pouring, like just praying for everybody. People are coming up to me like, oh my gosh, like you pinpointed exactly what I was dealing with. Like, thank you so much. I've never, I'm like, um, thank you. Like, I appreciate it. And like all of these people are like coming up to me, like having these miraculous experiences. And I'm not saying that it's being done through me. It's mm-hmm. being done through God. And it's, I'm not even correlating it to my prayer. Okay. Of course. But, and I walked away from that conference and I was driving, I was driving with my best friend at the time and we got like an hour outside of Nashville because this is from Louisiana to Ohio. We drove, Jesus, the mm-hmm. long, it is a long ass drive. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's a racist ass state. So you're going to get pulled over at least two or three times when you're in Louisiana. Like it's just not possible to not. So anyways, I got like an hour outside of Nashville and there are very few moments where it's like, I like that was God. I heard, I felt like I heard God in like impart into me or like drop it from the fresh bakeries of heaven. This (laughs) Rhema word Mm. that was basically like, um, oh gosh, what's that scripture? Um, What, what is it? Something maketh the heart sick. What, what is this? What is that? Uh, uh, sh- crap. Is it a song? It's a. It's like yeah. It's like it's not ab. It's not absence of the heart. It's um. Oh, hope deferred maketh the heart sick. Mm. And um, and I felt like I heard or like the, and it was so heavy in my spirit. Where it said. And I was, I was driving away so upset. Like, I didn't get the thing that I wanted. Like, I didn't yep. get any resolution. And I don't know what to do about it. Like, I, at this point, I'm like, like, what do I do? What do I do? So, like, I am searching day and night. I'm reading a lot about, like, homosexuality and all this kind of stuff. And um, I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, hope deferred makes a heart sick. 
And 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 this was like the kicker. And my friend, you are eaten up with sickness. Mm. And it was one of those things where it's like I had hoped probably since I was like nine or ten that I wasn't going to be gay. And if you think about it, every single week you're going up and you're hearing like prayer is powerful. Like God can do the miraculous. Like you just have to have faith and you have faith and you have faith. Yeah. And you're going up week after week. And every single week you have to basically wipe your mind and say it's a clean slate. I know it didn't work the other thousand times, but maybe today it could work. Yeah. That makes you so internally sick. And mm. so I just reached this place where I was like, something's got to give. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. prayed that every single day, every single day. And then I met the SMT team and I just remember like latching onto them. Yeah. Not like, not in a physical sense, mm-hmm. um, but I remember feeling so connected to this progressive ish because not everybody that's even in that group was progressive, but like, uh, but for, I guess for like that time, it was like the most like wow. Compared to like where you've really been, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like latched onto like onto them. And so, I went, I auditioned with John Roller and it worked because a couple of people had like dropped out of coming to the program. So there was still like scholarship dollars. And I went, I remember wearing like slacks and like a button down thinking like, oh my gosh, Dr. Roller, he's got to be like this. He has this, cause I like looked him up and he has like this like Rolodex of like symphony this. <laughs> like, he's got like letters after his name and stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So he's just, I was like, oh my gosh. And so he showed up 15 minutes late to the, <laughs> to my. Thing. Wearing uh, two different, two different New Balance sneakers. Wearing like two different New Balance sneakers, like loose, <laughs> like light wash jeans and like a journey t-shirt. And he's got a coffee. <laughs> and I went to go shake his hand. And I was like, oh, Dr. Roll. And he was like, oh no, we hug. And he gives me this hug. And we walk into the classroom and I'm sitting there with Zach Jared and I maybe Madison or maybe Laura was one of the two um, your people yeah. yeah and so maybe Jonathan Jackson and so he's like yeah so like sing me something and so we sang great are you lord and uh, I finish and normally John is like normally John is like very like oh so good and he just puts his hand like in his face, and I was thinking, "Oh fuck! Well, I'm not, well, I'm not getting out of this school." <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, drove all the way down here, spent my last coming to old Asbury, <laughs> try to get it here, and he looks up at me and says, "The Holy Spirit brought you here." Hmm. Hmm. And I was like, and so I just started like crying, obviously. So then we're all crying, we're having our Christian moment, and um. And yeah, and then the rest was history. And then I I got into this more progressive theology for no other reason other than it just doesn't fucking suck. As bad. Like, it sucks, but not as bad. (laughs) Still not, like, great, but, you know, we're on our way. Yeah, still not fantastic. But I think, like, so, like, this is is where I'm at, like, now, like, theologically. Like, I believe that God exists. I believe, like, our entire purpose right now is, is, like, exclusively justice and, like, take care of the poor and, like... Anything else? I love that. Fuck it. Like I, I don't. That's like when when people are like, "Well, what do you believe about baptism in Jesus?" I don't care. Yep. If God is petty, then we're all fucked. Like if God is petty, 
and you think and you but like and that's what it really comes down to a lot of christianity is truly just like arrogance yep it's like i think i am like i've got it figured out to where i know that if i do this this and this then i'm accept. it's like i mean if god is who god is and you believe that god has any of the characteristics of the old testament you should all by your own definition your own arrogance and not having constant fear like is just i mean it's just it's all reprehensible but but yeah so i'm i I think i'm in a good place now i don't i don't think i i I can't i don't claim christianity publicly um i do still try and pray often and glean and also here's sort of how i feel about the bible i'm not saying to stop reading the bible and stop going to church not saying that but it's the same stuff if you ain't deduced the the principles and you've been going to church for 30 years girl you need to pay attention because ain't shit changed you know if you if you ain't deduced the principles by now girl get it together but yeah that's my and but here's how i always tell people to like start their theology so like does god exist yes or no like that's like if, if i've got like a chart like here's my chart right does god exist yes or no okay and you have to answer that question um, and you can be moral with either branch that you like split yeah. off to. And then from is God good? So like, I, or does God exist? I say God or the universe or the omnipresent energy being that is hopefully good. Um, is God good? Is God like neutral or is God bad? Hmm. Okay. If God is bad, that would mean that he's bound by zero laws. He can do whatever he wants. And anything that he says goes, right? That's a bad God, right? If you don't limit that's your just own kind of power, like evangelical God. That co- because correct. whatever whatever he does is by definition good, so he can do whatever he wants. We were, yeah, we talked about this two episodes ago. So heck yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, is God is God? And I typically verge on the God is like neutral. Some like that's usually the the path that I follow. Um, only. But, like, leaning towards God is good, and I like it that way because it's, like, every single day I have to show up and look for the goodness of God. Like, it's just mm. not evident to me, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I either so, have to... Yeah, it's less of a truth claim, and it's more of a this is where I have to be in order to Correct. have the relationship with God that I have. Yeah. Correct. So, yeah. so if I didn't see the goodness of God today, then I have to be, like, the goodness of God to somebody, right? Ooh, I, I have that. to reach like out to, to an old friend... Um, I have to pay for the person behind me, Starbucks. I have to, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, and not, not that we, not, I don't want to say, I don't like to have to, but like, I, I want like to, to believe, to. I, I mm, want personally. to believe that God is good. So if yeah. I didn't see it today, then I want to like be it. That's why I'm kind right? of in the whole, like God is the sum total of all of it. Like, um, like we like we are all part of one thing and that thing is god and the goodness that we experience is the goodness of god not because it's something uh outside of us but, but because it's all together it's all uh, mm-hmm. lumped in there right. so like i, I totally I mean, it, feel what you're saying i love it yeah it's that simple verse of like god isn't or god gives only good and perfect gifts or um god is in the god some something i don't know if it there if only is in there as a qualifier but you know, it's just the the idea that, you know, kind of what we talked about, Tom, the other day of whatever's true, right, noble, worthy of praise. Those are the things you think on. And 
that if that's the thing we think on, then that's what God should be. And so, you know, even if, even, even if that's just us or the one simple moment of the day that like being able to drink bourbon at 11 o'clock in the morning, (laughs) (laughs) even if the rest of my day sucks, it's like, Hey, at least I had that. I love that. (laughs) There's that. (laughs) But no, I love that Caleb. And, and, and I'm really glad that, you know, we, we could hear, about you and and hopefully um, we could have you on more times just to talk about things like what we usually talk about. We don't have to talk about ourselves because I know you probably hate talking about yourself, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but you know, I'm just, I'm really thankful for you and the friend that you've been to me and that we get to pastor church together, which is a lot of fun. Um, It's, it's been, I know John always says it, but it truly is like the joy of a lifetime, you know, to, to do church like a different way, like, yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. And being able to do it in the sense of like, you know, I might be a pretty staunch creedal person, but you know, getting to work alongside you who, who may not see it that way right. is, is really cool. Mm-hmm. Cause we just get to say, you know, what is the pure undefiled religion and that's serving people and loving right. people and, you know, looking at the people who are the least in our society and being able to say like, Hey, you're welcome to the table yeah. and right. this is a good thing. So, um, you know, thank you for, for being willing to come on and, you know, share the, share the blood on your sleeves. Yeah. And, you know, you know, Caleb, it's, it's I remember when you first texted me and came out to me, I realized, I thought, I thought you already had come out to me because I'm realizing I just assumed you were gay after this is a random <laughs> thing. At one point, uh, you were like trying to objectify this girl and you did such a bad job of trying of like being like oh, she's so hot and i was like what are you saying like it's like uh, like yeah. steve carell like steve carell in the 40 year old version yeah and i just her her titties and her they were so yeah, so great and good and like we my, just my cringe era so here there there is just, somebody that's at unrelated Asbury. but i love it there is somebody at Asbury who was honestly like my like defining moment of like, what the fuck am I doing? I am not into women. <laughs> like you and just did such I, a bad job objectifying her that I was like, oh yeah, this guy's God. totally gay. <laughs> it so it, it's so cringe now. Like, oh my gosh, like the girlfriends that I've had. Uh, it's so uncomfortable, like thinking back to all of that, because it's like, especially like if you hear like videos. Oh my god, there's like this. Gosh, I could paste together audio after video after audio of like this kid was gay. Okay, there is there is no other way to slice it. It's like I we have, we don't even have the Y at the end. It's an I. It's G A I. I am holding <laughs> trophies like championship trophies with like my foot pop and like my, like my, it's just like oh my god is it not so blaringly obvious and that's the thing like at this point i can like look at i can like look at like five and six years and say that kid right there that kid's gay and like people are like why did you say it's like shut the fuck up that is a faggot okay i know them when i see oh I don't think I can. I, I probably can't say the F slur on here. I mean, you're. I you can. I'm. You certainly I allowed just, to. You've earned it. I will just say, like, I, I I'm like at this point, yeah, no, there was. Yeah, I'm not gonna believe that. Were like, there were like two or three. Oh gosh, there were like two or three 
um, girls that I like asked out on dates like this one semester at Asbury <laughs> and truly are just amazing women. Just like mm-hmm. smart, talented, gorgeous women. And I would get like five minutes in and just be like, I can't fucking do this. <laughs> like, <what am> <laughs> Well, thankfully, you never have to again. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, I think that's a good place to to kind of wrap it up. Um, we're going on like an hour and a half already. But uh, I love you, Caleb. And I, I love you, was, Tom. You see how thick she is? And you just said it like that. I'm like, I don't believe you at all. <laughs> how, how many? See, it wouldn't. It, it's, it's instead of how many C's are on the end of that word, it's how many K's. Because. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, cringe. I I love you both, and I'm so thankful that we get to do this, this together. We love you guys. More, love you guys Happy so much. Pride. Yeah. Um. So we want you, Caleb. To, to send us off and saying our catch, uh, roll the medal. Oh, yeah, also, happy pride, right? Yeah, yeah, happy, happy pride. pride. Absolutely, happy pride. happy pride. And because yes. of that, I just want you to say it in just the thickest gay way possible. Make, it, make to, it extra gay. Just make it extra gay. Just, just roll the medal. Oh, God. Think, 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 um, dig deep. RuPaul Drag Race. Okay, um, let me think. How do I want to say? It? Okay, let me let me see if I can do this. Okay, you can do it. Okay, roll the medal, Panty. <laughs> That's perfect. Tongue pop and all. That was it. Oh, okay, great. That's great.